Episode 65. Je m'appelle Claude. Je te coupe plow. Je m'appelle Claude. Je te plie blue. It's not quite what I'm saying. Really? Sounds exactly the same to me. It does? Really? Yeah. All right, let's just try it again. Really listen. Got it. Je m'appelle Claude. Je te floop flee. Good evening, Joe Redemy fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How are you doing, EC? Welcome back. What's going on, man? Good to be back. Great day today. Excited to get going on the podcast. Um, a lot of good news, a lot of crazy news, but a lot of good news going on today. So really excited to be back on the pod. It's been a, it's been a long time, it feels like. How was sunny San Diego? San Diego. San Diego was great. It was amazing. Uh, we got to play with a new club. Um, OEFC, so um, no longer with Celtic. Moving on to uh, try new things, and we okay. went on there for GA Nationals and uh, won that portion of that uh, that group stage, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And so, with that, we are on to North Carolina to play in the national championship. So, oh, golly, it's all it's from one end of the coast to the other. You see, <laughs> yeah, it is. So it's going to be exciting. We we go to uh, Florida for vacation, and in the middle of that, uh, we'll go to North Carolina for uh, the semifinals and the finals. So we're trying to work it all out logistically right now. It's a lot of fun, as you can imagine, but uh, she's earned it. So. We're going to support her as much as we can. Any goals? Any any what? Any, any world class goals that we can talk about? On her debut, she had a goal and an assist. Um, after that, um, pretty quiet. Um, they won the other two games, kind of with her facilitating, um, playing on the wing and playing up front. But uh, not a bad start. That first goal, that first assist in that game, got her in a new magazine that she's in, which is really cool. It's uh I don't know if we can shout them out or not, but uh, she got in a magazine, which was cool to see her again. We'll get her get her mug out there as much as possible. And uh, so that was cool to see. It's cool for her to kind of bond with these girls. She doesn't really know these kids yet. She's just, you know, coming into her own. But yeah. it was uh, definitely cool to see a good start. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. She made uh, she made first team all state. So hopefully we just keep it rolling, man. Keep mm-hmm. it keeping going. No, it looks like you're going to be busy for this, this summer. Just put it that way. I mean, Absolutely. it's going to be uh, from one end of the country to the other. But, uh, I mean, she's doing great. So, hey, that's good. That's great news. So, let's follow up by some other great news, EC. Um, yes. News out of today. Let's see if this runs through because uh, this this news has been, has been a, how would you say, has been a pain in my ass since last year. Because apparently this news was supposed to go through last year. So we're on the brink of something, EC. We're on the brink of signing somebody, signing somebody of world 
class ilk, if you would say. I mean, most people would say. I mean, young talent, talented young uh, um, European uh, Englishman as well. Jane Sancho is back in the fold for United EC um, today. Uh, and it looks like, uh, he, uh, I know you sent me the, the link for Fabrizio Romano saying deal is done. Club has reached an agreement on, on you know, the fees. Man, uh, players reach agreement on what he's going to get paid. Ages got came into agreements of what they're going to get paid to. Um, and you're saying, I know when we talked earlier, that it's $90 million total for Jane Sancho. I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was. It was. It was. I mean, it was. I mean, it's a lot less than what we're going to get paid last month, last year, right? Last year it was 120. Again, you know. So what's uh, give or take 20, 30 million? You know, who knows? And like you said, these are billionaires and and billionaire, you know, billion dollar companies. So I mean, 30 millions chump change. The fact that you know, I, I I'm, I'm I guess I'm at an impasse with this EC. I should be happy the fact that actually United is making some deals right before the transfer deadline. I think that's what we were all afraid of, that this is going to drag out to the last day of the transfer window. And, you know, it's either going to fall through. Borussia Dortmund was just going to say, no, no, no. And then we just end up with some obscure, um, retired, half-retired, you know, winger that you know you know we hell i would say we bring back nani from you know uh, orlando fc or something like that right um but no we got the deal i mean there looks like they're getting the deal done in right granted it's july you know we still have one more month almost two we have one more month and a half worth of a almost two months worth of a to go in the transfer window um but what i'm what i'm scared of you see is are we are we putting all our eggs in one basket? $90 million is a huge sum. And if you believe any of the reports that um, you know, United were only allotted like $100 million for transfers this, you know, this summer or whatnot. And this is you know, going on when the whole Glazers Out movement was still going. So you know, them looking for monies and selling off players or whatnot. Still $90 million. And it still doesn't fill a need, a void where you know, we're for a position we need because every i think you and i i mean you and i matt hunter have all, all said um <clears throat> center back the the cdm are those top two positions that we need to fill and then with the 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 re, the 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 surgeons or is that a word a surgeon or resurgence because the, the how do you say the the coming ons of uh mason greenwood and what he did this year you know, him coming in, you know, being, you know, doing what he did this year, uh, playing on that side. Um, it, you know, right wing, I don't think was really um, a necessity for us. But, you know, it was, I mean, depth, great quality depth is nothing that, you know, we shouldn't, you know, shy away from. I mean, we've, we've been talking about that. We need competition in every position because if competition, you don't have competition, you become complacent. And I think that's what United are right now, complacent at every position. We have big money players uh, playing in these positions that have no competition. And then you get stagnant, the stagnant play of which we have, especially in the midfield right now. So, Jane Sancho, my question to you, $90 million. Is he worth it, or should United, you know, look for uh, 
to feel the other needs and and um, seek somebody you know that's a little more cheaper. Well, I mean, I don't think that a starter at either one of those positions that we wanted was going to come cheaply. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at CDM, you know, you're looking at the, the likes of a Declan Rice, who I know we all talked about, you know, he's, he's looking at 80 million, you know, maybe more than that, you know, reports that Varane's, you know, money went down a little bit to 45 million, which is a little bit more obtainable, but I still feel like, you know, you're going to spend a lot of money on, on any given star at a, at, a, at a position where they're starting at a, at a big club like United. Yeah. So, you know, the 90 million, I know that's been reported. That's not exactly the whole story. He is going to get 73. Well, Dortmund is going to get 73 million uh, guaranteed. That's euros. Um, the 90 million was reported because of the add-ons. However, the, 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 uh, the agents fees have already been agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Also um, they, blo- they've broken it up into five years. So you're really looking at about 14 and a half, $15 million a year over the next uh, five years until 26, the, the next World Cup, uh, he'll get paid. So I know it doesn't sound um, like it's a little bit of money. I know it still sounds like it's still a lot of money. And I know I always get into it with you about, you know, this is monopoly money, this and that. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at it from my standpoint, the way that I'm seeing it, I think they got a bargain. Now, he might come in like Van de Beek and not have a good season. <laughs> and we're all going to go, well, what the hell? So, there's no guarantees with transfers, you know, Chelsea spend two, $300 million. And a lot of the players didn't come out like gangbusters, but they did win champions league. So, you know, I, I hope we're not done. Um, I think that, you know, getting a player like this is a big deal for us. I'm super excited about it. I wanted it last year. I don't think we have a true right winger. A lot of people think Dan James is a right winger. Um, I think he is, but I don't think he's as good as Jaden Sancho. I just think his end product is not, you know, where Jaden's is. And so if you put him in those positions, you know, is he going to make a better pass as opposed to trying to shoot? Same thing with Greenwood. He's a striker by, by nature. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to try to shoot, whereas Jaden's going to make that proper pass uh, to a striker, you know, like Edison, who maybe he's not in his prime like Holland is, but he will find Erlen as he, as he did uh, for the past two seasons. So, Super excited. We're going to spend money. I hope we continue to spend money. I agree with you. We, we definitely, you know, need to, you know, give some, some uh, competition to, to uh, Lindelof. I think, you know, with by signing that new contract, what they're basically saying is he's going to be that competition. Uh, I still think that Varane would be a better option. And then obviously, you know, with this signing, let's say Marcus comes back. I think now you say to yourself, okay, do we play Pogba in that double pivot because there's no need for him to play on the left wing, in my opinion, anymore. I think you have someone there who can play um, on the wing in in a, in a Marcus or in a uh, in a Tony. Getting back to Sancho, you see, um, fifteen million. So that's what for that's three million dollars a year. What does that break down weekly? Like, because I know we always talk about. Uh, I think what uh, De Gea is on what three fifty somewhere on there. Pogba's yeah. on three twenty. What, so- what, what would that break down weekly? Do you know? What he's what he's rumored to be getting is at a minimum three hundred a week to three hundred and fifty. So he's going to get big money. He's going to get a lot of. I mean, and and from what I'm hearing, what I'm understanding, Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of what the issues were last year. You know, he was wanting that. You know, coming in, Um, they weren't willing to really go there. You know, United wasn't willing to also pay one hundred twenty, which is what Dortmund were looking for. So it was an upfront upfront club fee issue, a, a weekly wage issue. 
Um, the player's obviously getting what he wants. Um, United, you know, are getting the player at a lot less than they were willing to pay last year. So um, for, uh, uh, his agent's obviously a happy man because his, his fees are agreed as well. So, you know, I, I think, you know, when, when we hear those numbers, again, it's difficult for me and you to, to look at that and go, what have you done? I think it's one of those things where this is where the market is. Um, he was worth it last year. I think this year he started out a little bit slow. And I, and I kind of attribute that to the fact that he didn't want to be there. I think he wanted to be at United last year. Um, so he had a bit of a frustrating start, but I think he finished uh, really strong. And I think when, when a player is comfortable, when a player wants to be somewhere, this kid's coming literally back home. Um, literally, these guys are his friends. These aren't just, you know, mm-hmm. end of buddies. I mean, they're international friends. They hang out together. They party together. Um, I think I think he's going to come in guns blazing. The fans will be there. They're going to be screaming and shouting, uh, cheering for him. Uh, there's rumors that he may actually get the number seven. So, hmm. yes, there's a lot of pressure, but I think at the same time, um, I think he's ready to step into that spotlight. And I think if you continue to put great players around other great players, um, only good things can happen. We brought up two, two points there, EC, that um, kind of gives me the, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Um, the 350k a week, Bruno's doesn't make that, and obviously, you know, we've seen what Bruno has done for the club, and we'll talk about him late in, when we do our Euro wrap ups here at the end of the show. Um, De Gea, Pogba, I think Pogba's on a, on a contract negotiations already, wanting more than what he's getting paid, which is up in the upwards of 300 this is the thing that i have a problem with paying players that much and i know i know you know you know you always tell me it's monopoly money and you know this is i can't you know it you know blah 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 blah. you always tell me that i mean that, that that that's a going the going rate but you look at city's city right um some of their players don't get paid that much cash and they win so the, the thing is what i come back to is the wage amount going to affect the locker room, you know, the cohesiveness of the locker room? Are players going to be, is, is now is Bruno going to say, oh, I'm going to, he's getting paid, you know, 350 or 300 or whatever, whatever you said, 350, right? <coughs> um, or upwards to 350, that's what you said. Um, I want more, you know, because I've been here uh, two a year and a half. I want more. Harry Maguire is going to come in. Well, never mind. We're not going to talk about Harry because he doesn't deserve it. Um, but you know, say the likes of, um, say Luke Shaw, you know, look what he's done in the past year coming in, you know, getting, wanting more money. It's, that's the thing that, that price tag kind of scares me on what it can cause in, uh, in, um, in, uh, in the locker room, especially for a player that technically has not proven himself in, in, uh, in the premier league. Um, and the guy, and again, a guy that, um, for what we, for what all intents and purposes, um, can barely get on the national team. I think he was on the national team because Trent, Ar- Trent Alexander Arnold, you know, got busted up um, in the in the in the pre the pre tournament the games, and then they brought Sancho back in. So you're paying 350k for again somebody that started off very slow, and like you said, it might have been mental last last year, but then that's that's a key to character, right? You know, you don't want to be there. And then you just you lollygag. That's that's not the type of mentality that I I want. I want a player that's gonna actually still fight. And you, you know you didn't get you don't pout you don't pout you don't get what you want. And you, you're just gonna sit on the bench and not perform. 
Well, then that's that's a quitter's mentality, in my opinion, and that is. Um, second thing you bring up is the number seven. How is he going to pull that off? Uh, how is he going to pull that jersey off of uh, Edison Cavani? Edison Cavani is coming and becoming a cult hero at United, especially now that fans are going to be put in the in the in, in the stands, and all has promised them. The reason all is you know all is he signed on for this next season. Um, is because he has to convince all. I mean, he had to convince him that dude, it's going to be a lot different when fans are in there. They're going to be cheering your name, and Edison, Edison is become a cult hero now. So how how is this kid a kid? Uh, breath still sell, smells like Similac, has an unshit in his career. Going to pull the number seven off a man like Edison Cavani. Well, I think we got to take it slow on Edison. You know, I understand what you're saying. Late in the season, he turned it on, but to start off. It, it wasn't that it wasn't that sweet. So oh, but he didn't get playing time though. Yeah, but when he did, he didn't do anything. And it's the same thing with Donnie. Donnie got, right. okay. got in, right. Donnie didn't do anything. So you got when you get your opportunities, you got to do something with him. And early on, he didn't do anything with him. Now, I understand late on in the season, he did some really good things. He scored some really good goals, but it's not like he's this just transcendent player and there's no way to take it off him. I think if you look at both of their contracts, one of them signed for a year for a reason because one's going to the Hall of Fame and the other one's just getting going. So, yeah. you know, I don't think Edison's going to come in and say, I have to wear the number seven. Uh, I think he comes in and, and says, you know, let's help this young kid be comfortable. I think the teammates are high-fiving him on how much money he's making because they're his friends <laughs> and they're looking at it going, get as much as you can, big fella. That's what it's about, getting as much as you can before your knees break and your legs don't work and all those things happen. So I think they're going to be happy for him. I think they're excited for him. Like I said, he knows these guys. He plays with these guys. As far as the England, you know, thing and not getting picked, that's to Southgate. You know how I feel about Southgate. He picks his team how he picks them. So, you know, I I honestly think that this is a, a great situation. I think if you give him the seven, I don't think it causes any issues again. If Edison had been here for 10 years and had been scoring goals every season and been just lighting the world on fire, I can absolutely see why there'd be some sort of an issue with him having the seven. But a young 22-year-old kid who shows a lot of promise, a lot more promise than Bruno Fernandez did um, in his career before they showed up. And I think that's where the price tag is where it was because Bruno had been tested in Europe on a couple of, of uh, different teams before mm-hmm. getting back to uh, the squad that eventually sold him. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I, I think the kid comes in. I think they give him everything that he wants. And then at that point, mm-hmm. you start seeing, you know, no goals, no assists, no effort, no heart. Then you can start saying, what the hell is going on? Why does he have this? Why does he have that? And let's be honest, with the way United fans are on all fans in general, if he doesn't come out of the gate scoring on his debut, probably a hat trick, people are going to start talking crap. So I will. I mean, 3K, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys. 350K, I will. I mean, it's just like Pogba. That's the, that's the reason I do, I mean, I'm on Pogba uh, so much is I will. I will. I mean, I want to get – I don't I know I don't pay for it, but if we pay 350K um, a week and you have shit for brains, I'm going to get on you. And you don't score, I'm going to get on you. I mean, the, 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 this, I, price I think- tag, this price tag does only puts a bigger bulls on his back. And that's that's the reason I don't agree with how much we're paying for a kid like that and for a kid that really has not really proven himself. Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I'm, I'm going to let them adjust to the Premier League. I'm going to mm-hmm. let them settle in. And it depends on how the team progresses and, and what you do for the team. So, you know, if you're not leading the league in goals and assists, but you are helping out, you are helping the team progress, 
you know, I'm going to look at those things as well. So, oh, you know, uh, I do that too. You see, so no, 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 I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying, I'm saying that's, that's what I think fans have to take into account is, you know, it is a new league. It is difficult to adjust. And I think a lot of people, you know, they write off Timo, they, they write off, you know, Kai and those guys at Chelsea because, you know, they didn't come out of the blocks just killing it as they did. In, they, didn't in the cost, they didn't cost the money that, they, that this guy's costing. Well, it's, it's, it's <laughs> not they, like they were they, pinning. They're not These even guys got a lot of money. But it's, um, they're not, he's on the Timo or, Timo or Kai Havertz are not a 350K. Yeah, but they're still making $10 million a year and he's making 15. That's what I'm saying. People have to look at, if you, if, if you only look at that big number per week, what you're going to do is you're going to fall into this trap of he has to score every single game. So I think people have to they, no, they look score, at it as a part of scoring game. every single game. Yes. Wait, he has to score every game? No, he has saying? to be a part of scoring, either an assist or goal. Like, well, again, Bruno, like Bruno has. Saying, like Bruno has, right? Bruno's been, Bruno's been a part of pretty much – the majority, but he, he hasn't. Huh? The past two months, he's been the, the past two months, he's been horrible, and he still no, gets no, paid. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Past two so months, that's what I'm no, saying. No, no, we no, can't. No. But, we, John, but, you, but we you have, have to. But you have to talk. You're talking about the full body of work, right? I'm just saying. I'm talking. Yeah, that, and that's my point. I think people have to kind of slow down with their judgments with so fast and say, look, what did you do over the totality of the year? You can't be a prisoner of the moment. And he doesn't score for five games, and you go, well, how come he's not scoring? He's point. He's making 350 bags a week. But if he's going to assist, then I don't care. Uh, again, Bruno hasn't had any assists, any goals, hasn't done anything for two, three months almost, but he contributed very much so to the success of Manchester United. And I think that has to be attributed to the fact that it's a very difficult league to play in and you have to be patient with players. Again, Bruno's not on 350K. Who? Bruno's not on 350 Again, you're getting you're bringing <laughs> numbers, and, 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 and I'm talking about the totality of the season. Has played for United for a month, so yeah, it's one month. And then yes, I was on Bruno's ass at the end of last, the, the last uh, the last month and a half of, of his play. So I understand what you're trying to say, and uh, uh, but comparing this dude to Bruno, uh, he, there's no comparison because this dude's. I mean, he's, again, he's getting paid. I mean, again, this guy could probably be. I mean, I'm gonna say maybe a Philip Coutinho. And they're going to pay that much for the guy, for a guy that, you know, it's not really, I mean, health. Coutinho is more proven than this guy. So I can understand that. But, I mean. Yeah, on. like I said, I think you've got to go. You're, you won't. But, you know, if that's that's your opinion. I'm going into it optimistic. I think that the team's getting better. Yeah. If he's around him. Right. And I think that's what you have. That's what City yeah. has. They've got good players at each position, and it makes players that are great, like De Bruyne, mm-hmm. you know, a lot better. So, you know, I think City he's don't pay better team, for player. and I think he's able to, to thrive. What would you say? City, I mean, in the, the City's history, they don't pay $90 million for a player. They get quality players for very cheap. And unfortunately, it might change this year because we're already talking about Harry Kane, 120, Jack Grealish at 100. So that might change, but history brings in – Quality players at a very low price. But, hey, let's move on because um, the reason why maybe I'm so pessimistic about the Jane Sancho, because I don't, I'm don't, i not saying he's not quality. I really, I really, I mean, I like what he did with uh, him and Erna Holland. I mean, they're a great, you know, they're a great partnership uh, <coughs> in the Bundesliga. So, yes, I know his quality as a player, 
But the reason I'm so pessimistic about the situation is because I know United. I know, I know, you know, the R, the, the higher, I don't, I don't know him personally, but you know what I mean? I'm kind of, yeah. I know the, yeah. the structure and what we mean. And we're going to sit on our laurels saying, oh, we signed Jane Sancho and we ain't going to do shit. Because, and then the other position, the, the other position of need is the CDM. And then there's there's been rumors. Obviously, Declan Rice has been in the in in the in the rumor mill for for I don't know for how long. But the one that kind of pop propped my ears up, and it kind of surprised me, is I know I've said his name before. The Sal Nogues from Atletico Madrid, um, quality player. He's he, he's one he's one he's one in Spain. Again, he's not one in England. So this is kind of where. What do I want as a player? And he's a little older. I mean, he's not he's not as young as Declan. Um, but Declan's proven himself, obviously, with the national team, and then all, um, obviously with the um, <clears throat> in the Premier League. So I'm kind of I'm kind of um, torn at this at, at this. We can, Declan's going to cost us again, probably in the, in the upper the upper amounts, you know, of what a I think seventy million. I think they're talking about. Niguez is going to be a little cheaper. So what do we do? I mean, do we want to go in for somebody that's proven, obviously in Spain, uh, and um, you know, proven you know in Spain as a quality central uh, CDM, or do we want to go? I mean, it's not going to happen. Or I, I think we're already out of the Declan Rice sweepstakes because of what we paid for, paid for Sancho. But like you said, let's play Monopoly money. Let's play with other people's money. You see, who do you want to go for? The Declan Rice, or do you want to go for Sal Niguez? I mean, if it was me, if, if I had my choice, I would go with Declan because he's played in the prim. Um, you know, Sal, it looks like Liverpool is probably going to get him, which is, it's not really a shock. I think Liverpool that is that team next year that's really going to, I think, shock a lot of people they're with the comeback. Money. They're spending money. Yeah. But I think, I think ultimately, um, you know, you, you want to make sure that, you kind of give credence to some of those guys that are coming in first time because it's just a different league to play in. So if, if I had to pick, I would, I would see if I could get him for 75 uh, to 80, because I think ultimately if if we're being honest, he's probably worth about 60 million. Declan or Sal? Say again? Declan or Sal? Declan. Declan. Sal's reportedly worth 40 million. Yeah. And we have the, we have the, again, we have the um, Jesse Lingard, make weight right i mean there could be some swap deal you know because jesse i mean um i think i was listening to i forgot who was listening today um you know he is he, is you know his uh, stock has gone up um but you know with bringing in central he ain't gonna bring jesse back in you know why there's been rumors that united have been trying to have it, get him to sign a con an uh, extension why you know what I mean? What just use him, use him in some sort of deal that can make you make the, the Declan Rice deal go down a little bit, right? Well, I, I think this this kind of goes back into what you were saying earlier. Yeah. And listen, I, I was early on with you saying, you know, see if you can get you know forty million plus Declan in a deal. But you know, the way that I'm looking at it now, you know, he's going through all these things with his his baby mom and his daughter, and he's getting things situated. <clears throat> I know you're going to disagree and I'm, I can't believe I'm saying it, but the way that he played at West Ham, this is again a situation where we're looking at a really good player at the moment. And again, 
they're all about form. It's class is permanent, form's temporary. What if he's in good form and he plays well for us? I, I'm, I'm not saying that this kid's going to light the world on fire. And I think his issue is wanting to start. And so if you're, if you're looking at it and you're the coach and you look at Ole and you say, look, Bruno's going to start. So you're going to be the backup number 10 at best. You're not playing on any of the wings. We've got Sancho in. We've got, got um, uh, Marcus on the right, right-hand side. So you're not getting any of that. that. And that's what you play as midfield. So if you want to stay here, you have to accept that role. So but, but, for me, I'm looking at it and saying, if you're going to, if you can't accept that, then yes, I would, I would rather get him going in a deal, in a swap deal for a, a, a proven uh, Premier League CDM. But I mean, but you see, a contract extension. I mean, a contract extension that means more money. We're going to pay him more money to sit behind Bruno. I think you have to. If you have the opportunity, players in form, I think you have to sign him. If he again, if he wants to accept that role, you got to have honest conversations with people. It's coming out right now that that Ole did not want uh, Van de Beek, and we'll if, if that's the case, I mean, I think you've got to look at at Jesse and you got to say, listen, if this is what you want to do, if you want to come to the club and be a backup, then the opportunity for you at United is here. Obviously, Bruno can't play every game. So there are some games where you will start, but for the most part, you will come off the bench if you play at all. Um, and I and you you say to him, do you want to be a part of the project or not? Now, he may, as a man, 27, 28 years old, say, nope, I would like to start. So he could force a trade. So it's really up to what he wants to do. Again, me and you just talked about Bruno and where his form is at right now. He can't get a start for his team, which he made. He's not playing very well for United. So his form's in a dip right now let's all hope that it comes back and he comes back to the Bruno of old where he was scoring goals and, and having assists so I don't think he's being shoved out I'm not saying that I'm just saying football is a very fluid situation where people go through ebbs and flows of being in great form and being shit so you know for Jesse right now who's in great form you know he's kind of looking at things in my opinion if I'm a player like I can fucking do that shit now did he did he did he do it while he was there no and he had chances Ole gave him chances and he, and he shit the bed. So mm-hmm. I think what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to have an honest conversation with a couple players. Tony and Lindelof are definitely those two kids who you've got to look at and say, this is what it is. Either accept the role or force a transfer. Mm. That's how they're going to have to play it. I, I don't agree with you about Jesse. I think, I think he's already, you know, he's, he's proven his value as, as somebody that we don't need. And he's gonna get starting time at West Ham, and then it's just again we don't we don't need him at, at United. I mean, we went on this year without him. Um, there's a log jam at that position, so I don't want to pay somebody more. Uh, we don't need him, and then we can use him to get Declan. Great, but then again, how much is Declan gonna cost? This is why I brought up the sound the guest thing. If we can get him. Um, I, we can get him next, like tomorrow, and we make a move. I mean, I'll, I'll be happy with that. So it's kind of a toss-up, Declan or Niguez, or uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing his last name right. I should, right, because I'm Hispanic. But um, <laughs> um, you hit it on the head. That's yeah, totally right. Somewhere in there. Yeah, um, it's I'll a toss-up for me. Right. It, it's a toss-up for me. Yes, I mean the 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 unicorn is Declan Rice, but um, if we if we get um, a, a a scrappy ass player like Saul, um, I would that would hurt my feelings. Uh, 
Um, you brought it up earlier. You said Lindelof um, a while ago, you see. Um, <clears throat> replacing that position, uh, Rafael Varane, is our, you, everybody knows that he's out of contract with Real Madrid um, next year. So obviously it's either... It's either he's using United. Obviously, he's been he's been linked with us, and obviously PSG. It's either he's using United, like Mister Sergio Ramos did, uh, what four years ago? I want to say four years ago, to get a larger contract, or he actually wants to get out of 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 Madrid. And speaking of the aforementioned Mister Sergio Ramos, he that is out of Real Madrid, that they're not bringing him back. Uh, he's been linked with the uh, the also PSG. Obviously, we want to get the younger guy, right? Varane would be perfect. How much is he going to cost? Uh, I mean, they're talking about the upwards of 70 million pounds or euros or what do you want to call them. Um, or Ramos on a free. The question is to you, you see, knowing the frugality, I guess that's a word. I know frugality of, um, of the Glazers and what they're going to do. Um... What do you think? What do you think? What do you think United's going to do at the CD, uh, the center back position? Because that's pretty much we need somebody to partner with Harry Maguire. I mean, and if you look at the Euros, him and John Stones have pretty much been pretty solid together, you know. So we need that a partnership like that. And obviously, we hadn't got that with um, with Lindelof. We need somebody that has the quality of like of uh, of Iran. Ramos. Might he might he might have lost a step, uh, but he's world class in in, in intelligence because he's won a World Cup, he's won Champions League, he's won leagues. I mean, what do we do? I mean, there's two there's two seat, center backs there out there that obviously could be playing United, but let's you know let's play two. I mean, obviously I know what you say you want Varane, but can we get Varane? And is is Ramos the safer? Second option. Yeah, I, I mean, Ramos isn't slow as dirt, but I, I, if I had to pick between the two, you know, I'm I'm going to go Varane all the way. The price has even dropped reportedly down to 45 million. Really, which, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, that was reported about three hours ago, and that was by a Spanish outlet as well. So, um, I I honestly think that the team is done with him. Um, they got a lot out of them. I don't know, three champions leagues. <laughs> I don't know how many league championships, but these won it all. So, you know, if you can go get him over PSG, which I, I doubt we would be able to do because yeah. he's got Mbappe there. He's got Kimpembe there. I don't see that happening, but if you can get him, who's he's got more, way more pace than Harry Maguire, um, better on the ball than Maguire, um, better in the, he's a better player, but if you can get him next to Maguire, mm-hmm. um, I think you do it in a, in a, in a second. Again, I don't think, you know, Sergio Ramos is like slow as dirt or he can't run at all. I think he can. I just think at his age, um, I'm looking at the injury issues that he had last season. I'm looking at Harry who had some issues as well. Um, Varane is, is a, is a slam dunk for me. You know, I, I take him, um, let him know he's going to start every game. Um, Bayi now has a, 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 an off the bench role, even though he just signed a new contract. Um, I think that's what's going to wind up happening. It's a little bit scary because I agree with you. I think the board don't know what they're doing half the time. And I think I'm, I'm thinking what they thought was, well, we did sign a CDM. We signed Eric Bailly to an extension. So 
I'm hoping for, for Rand. I'm hoping to, to hear some things. I'm very surprised that they've gotten a deal done this early in the transfer uh, market. I thought it would happen after the Euros. But, um, you know, if they can keep the train going, um, Spain is still uh, – France is out, so he's got a, he's, he's on a beach somewhere uh, drinking a Mai Tai. So, you know, hopefully his agent and him are, are having discussions about, you know, what the best options for him are. If I'm being honest, it's definitely PSG. It's already a fit, built machine, built to win a championship. The only thing they have to do at this point is, is win Champions League. So I think that's where he goes. Um, hope he comes to United, but I just I just I don't see it at all. I think if any, be more be more realistic to say Jules Conde, which we'll get into probably a little bit later. Um, would it be a money grab for him? Because he's won everything. Uh, he's won Champions League. He's won um, <laughs> league titles with Spain. I mean Real Madrid. And another question is. Question: What I what I kind of want to know is why doesn't Real Madrid want to pay? What what do they know that we don't know about this kid? Why don't they want to meet his contract demands? And why don't they want to give him a contract extension prior to this? I mean, you might be right. I mean, it might be the COVID thing, like you said. Where they even 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 banging that drum for for quite a while. You know, a lot of the Spanish teams that that's why they're wanting to form this super team so they can get an influx of billions of dollars. And can they afford him? Why did they, that's another reason why they didn't sign. Is that another re- reason they didn't sign Rosario Ramos? So it's kind of, I have that kind of in the back of my mind, what is up with this kid that, and that, that why Real Madrid, the people would say the Cadillac of, Cadillac of teams, you know, I mean, the, the, the creme de la creme, the whatever you want to call them of, of European teams. Why don't they want him? And um, what do they know? And then obviously the other thing is for him, we talked about cash flow and 350K for Sancho. Is he going to want upwards of that amount of money? Uh, to come to United and and are we willing to pay that? Those are two questions that I kind of that worry me. You see, if you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think I think if you look at it, you know, from my perspective and your perspective, you know, United's not Ashton Villa. All kinds of respect to to those clubs, but we are a, a, a giant club. Yeah. Are we winning things at an alarming rate? No, but I think Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, Liverpool. Those are ginormous clubs. And oh, so, yeah. you know, I think I think he's looking at it from that perspective. I also think he's looking at it from perspective of, you know, they're not that we're not that that far off. We were eight points off. I mean, you're looking at it from, you know, 20 points the year before, eight to 10 points off this year. So it's not like we're that far off. I still think we're rebuilding. I still think we, we, we lack some pieces. But I think he looks at it and says, can I, again, is it a business? Yes. Can I make some money? Yes, a- absolutely. That That's definitely a thing. But I think he looks at it and says, just like you said about um, Cavani a while ago, do I come here right away and, and become this cult favorite? Will people fall in love with me? Yes. If you're absolutely heading in yeah. goals and clearing things out, people will fall in love with you. So I think it's twofold, you know, to answer your question, you know, it, it is United. We are, we are still one of the biggest clubs in the world. And then secondly, you know, it's it's him looking at things and saying, you know, this is going to this is going to better my my career. This is going to better my legacy, because, you know, if you look at Real Madrid and what they're going through right now, I think everything's kind of a money dump to get Kylian Mbappe. That's just my theory, my thought. I don't know if that I don't have any insight on that. I haven't heard, read any papers, but you look at the fact that, you know, Ronaldo's gone. He's not coming back anytime soon. Sergio Ramos is out of there. Varane's after him next. 
Um, you know, so it, it's kind of the guard as it as it as it pertains to to the to that team. I'm still saying they're going to be good, um, but I just I just think that he's kind of looking at things and saying, look, what else can I do here at this club? Mm-hmm. What's my next challenge at at a center back position? You know, he can play till he's 35 years old. You know, at, at a high clip, and so you know he's 28, comes to United, has three or four good seasons. You know, I, I think people here would. I think people in in, in Manchester. I know people no, in the states absolutely love. I him. want the guy. I want the guy. I mean, at these Brune, um, Sir Alex Ferguson wanted to go after him a long time ago, and we missed out. Obviously, um, if Sir Alex Ferguson has he they had at such a young age had the stamp of approval at that age, yeah. I mean, and, and now he's proven himself in Champions League and in the league. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not. Not in. How would you say? I'm not not in for Rafael Varane. So I believe you know, that Sir Alex, you know, <coughs> Sir Alex's judgment on that one. Jules Conde, you you just real quickly, you see, um, you said, um, it, uh, would he be a poor man's uh, Rafael Varane? Um, I mean, I think what he would be is. Would he be better, better than Lindelof? Basically, that, that's of Lindelof. Yeah, I think he's just a little bit better on the ball. A little bit quicker, reminiscent of I can't get out of my brain the, the goal he scored against Barcelona, where he essentially took it from the left back, from the center back position, mm-hmm. through the field, up into the eighteen, and scored a beautiful goal. Okay. Um, he's capable of doing that, and that was against Barcelona, you know, in a, in a regular league game. So this kid, you know, is young. He's not tall. I think he's five ten. If I'm being nice, I think that's what I have a problem with. And I think you know, again, I just think Harry needs someone pacey next to him. Not that he's slow as dirt, but when he has a player who is fast, it's it's proven time and again, they're going right past him. So, you know, we already have two defenders back there trying to help him. You know, I think if he's got a good pairing, um, I think that's where you look at it and you go, okay, this is something that could possibly work where we've got kind of that defensive rock back there with someone who's got a little bit more legs who can, you know, kind of sit back a little bit, not really as a sweeper, but just someone who's going to, Make sure that if he does get beat one v one, that that he can get back and he can he can maybe help out. So, no, Kounde would be an upgrade from Lindelof. Obviously, uh, he'd also be an upgrade from Bayi, in my opinion, just from a stability standpoint. So, I would I would go for it. Um, you know, I don't know if he's in if any other teams are in, but I'm sure. Yep, Chelsea. I forgot my bad. So Chelsea reportedly like leading the race uh, in that mix, but you know. It's Manchester United, so you know we're never out of it completely. Maybe I shouldn't take a, a body of work that I've seen this kid because I don't watch the French league, but uh, the kid didn't impress me in the Euros. He got beat several times, and yes, he, he was playing out of position. I think uh, Didier Deschamps played him at was a right back or left back, one of the back positions, but he was just they owned him. Um, so I just I don't know, um, and I again again I I. I'd rather not. I'd rather not spend money on that type of person, type of player. I'm sorry. Um, if you know, if we have the same kind of talent at at the club. But yes, Varane is 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 a goal. You brought it up earlier. You see, Donny Van de Beek, um, <clears throat> him in the midfield, competing. You know, where we're talking about Lindegaard. Um, Interesting news that you that you brought up, and I, I, I want you to talk about it because you brought it up, and um, I didn't read this, so I want you to talk about this, and then I can 
I'll put my two cents in. You know, I always will. Are you so? Are you saying the loan deal? So for Vanderbeek? Yeah, to enter. Yeah. So it's it's being reported, uh, Donnie Vanderbeek, who, you know, I know <laughs> we got into it about you know kind of how his play is. You know, I understand it's a it's a microwave type situation when these players come in. We want them to come out like hot pockets and be ready to roll, but. You know, I think he needed some time to adjust to a four-two-three-one where he wasn't, you know, playing at the byline, which he was at IX, you know, where he's just kind of sitting there pinging the ball, controlling the ball the whole time. And this is more of a counterattacking uh, system for him. And I think that was difficult for him to kind of adjust to. That being said, he got chances, tons of chances. And, you know, it's, again, being reported that this wasn't the, the pick that all they wanted. This was more something that he was kind of told, this is a player you're going to get. Um, you know, obviously the kid's good. And so it'll be fine. It, it did not work out for him in the first season. Uh, he's not a scrub. He doesn't suck. I'm not saying those things. What I am saying is it did not work out at United. I think a lot of people get caught up in, it doesn't work at United, you're trash. He's a good player. He's a young player. The system and him did not match. He did not play very well, in my opinion, in most games that he got an opportunity in. And so it's being reported now that Inter Milan uh, are in for him. Mm, the pipeline, the Manchester United pipeline, huh? Absolutely. Lukaku's there. They just won the championship. He had a great season. Um, you know, you had uh, you had Ashley Young there as well. You had Sanchez there as well. So uh, we, we obviously have a great relationship with, with that Italian club. So um, they don't like the fee. Uh, the fee's obviously a little over 45 to 50 million. Um, he's being valued at about 27 uh, that's coming again off the season that he had last year, that which makes sense. And so I can understand why um, Inter don't want to pay that fee. Um, you know, a lot of people think we've done him wrong. I don't. I think he's gotten opportunities. I think he's had an opportunity to play. I just think he needs another chance, um, you know, to see what he can do again. Now, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, in that camp of, you know, where I am with Tony. I'm looking at you dead in the face, Donnie, and I'm saying, look it. If if you if you can't do it this season, we tried you we tried you last year. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try our best to ship you out um, to something that maybe fits your mold a little bit better. I I personally think he's more of a ticka tacka type of player, and uh, I think something like a Barcelona would have been a better move for him. That's just my personal opinion. So, um, I'd be it'd be harsh to kind of say I, I want him to leave. I'd be lying if I if I said that. I, like I said again. Um, I think Bruno had several opportunities to take a seat and I think Ole kind of has his favorites. And so he yep. didn't, um, I think maybe a better run of games would have given him an opportunity to, to, to show a little bit more consistency, which, which is probably the only argument I'll take. Uh, they didn't give him a consistent run of games. I'll, I'll, I'll have that. But as far as chances, uh, the guy got tons of chances. So, um, you know, I think Inter Milan have an opportunity here and if Ole doesn't want him, that could free up some money. You were talking about Jesse taking off. You know, you look at Jesse at 40, you look at, you know, Van de Beek for another 30 to 40, you know, that's, that's your 80 million Declan Rice deal right there with Adam. So you can make something like that happen. I think you jump at it. I don't think the I don't think the team will, but again, like you said earlier, you know, this is a new um, transfer division, you know, John's in there making things happen. He's got the Sancho deal done. It's just about over the line. So, you know, let's see if maybe he can get something done uh, with, with, with something else happening. You never know. This is, like I said, this is their first year trying it and doing it. So I'm open to them giving them chances. But as far as Dan DeBeek's concerned, um, I'd like to see him in a United shirt next season. Yeah, I'm the same thing. I think he – I'm not saying he, got, he, done, he got done dirty. But I 
do believe there were several chances that Ole had could could pull could have could have pulled. I'm sorry, could have pulled Bruno or Pogba out of their position earlier and play him and not just give him the dirty the dirty move and just putting him at the 89th minute. You know, just subbing him in. That's just that's trash, in my opinion. That's just not right. Because um, Bruno and Pogba obviously could have been pulled off a lot earlier and. Uh, we could say the same thing about McTominay and Fred. You know that that old for, foursome that we have at the uh, that we're lacking at the midfield, especially at the end of the season. You know that was you know we you know I think Donny could have you know could have <coughs> um, contributed to something at least something that we weren't we couldn't break down teams um, at all, uh, and especially the low block. I think Donny could have done something, you know, with his delivery. But um, giving him one more year, and Ole has to look himself in the mirror and say, you know what, Bruno Fernandez and Paul Pogba, you know, you will sit down. You know, I don't care what your fee is, um, you know, because you really, y'all have not done anything for the club lately. Sit down, and we're going to play, say, Donnie. I mean, you know, and we'll play, you know, um, you know, if we're going to hold on to Mata, you know, hold on to Mata. But it's just, you know, that's what that's what um, Ole needs to do, especially for Donnie Vanderbeek to thrive. So I agree with you. I say one more year, sit him down, sit the, sit the midfield down and say, you know what, if, if one of y'all ain't producing, uh, you know, I don't care. Go pout and go on Instagram or whatnot. So, what, you know, so yes, Donnie Vanderbeek, one more year. Two quick hitters before we move on, EC. Um well, you brought up a Christoph Zola and Kamavinga. It doesn't look like that's going to happen now that we've signed Sancho. And is <clears throat> the fact that we don't have any more money for Sancho, from the Sancho deal? Do you think Karen Trippia is in? You know, is will be coming in because now Delot has still come, has come back on loan, and then and the Inter has not, or I think it was an Inter, no, it was the AC Milan, uh, has not renewed his his loan deal. Real quick. I mean, are you asking? Do I think Trippy is going to come in? Yeah, I mean, I mean, do we have enough money to bring Trippy in? And it, since I mean, I think I think when you say enough money, I mean, what is enough money? Are you, are you asking? Do we have fifty million for Trippy? Do we have sixty million for Trippy? I mean, the reports earlier were a hundred million. Then it went up Trippia? to hundred. Get the fuck out of here! You know, I'm talking about overall. No, no, no. I'm oh. talking about overall spin for the club for the yeah. for the for the transfer. Yeah, we don't have money for him, right? So, so what? I, well, what I'm saying is, it went it was a hundred, then it went to one fifty, and you spent seventy three today. So, I don't know if that's even a true number as far as what they're willing to spend. I don't. I don't think they're they're going to disclose that information mm-hmm. you know, wholeheartedly. Um, I would love to see Aaron Wambasaka have uh, you know competition. You know, it's, it's been reported that, um, oh, God, uh, what is his name? I'm losing, I'm dropping, losing a blank. Who's Max, our, Aaron, uh, Max, Max Aaron's right? No, not Max Aaron's. He's on our squad, the young kid. Brandon Williams. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's for rumor that Brandon Williams may even go to Southampton, so he may not be testing Basaka or Luke Shaw um, coming up next season. So I, I would love it. You know, it, w- it would be great to see. I just I'm with you on that. I don't have all of the faith in our transfer team to be able to get it done. Can they get it done? They could. They they absolutely could. I just don't know. And again, it's difficult for anyone, I think, to answer that question because we don't know what's in the kitty. If we knew it was in the kitty, we could answer it. 
but I, I just don't know what's left. And those two other transfer rumors, Kamavinga, young kid uh, from Rene, I want to say, hope I'm saying it right, and um, and Christoph Zola, Zole, Zole, right, Zole? Zolis, I think it, it doesn't matter. Um, We're going to butchering it either. Both of us are butchering it. Um, 19-year-old player from Greece, uh, 16 goals last season. Um, Dortmund's also in for him as well. I it, honestly think that he'll go there with this signing. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're that young, you see, if you look at our academy players like Hannibal and, and Shola and, you know, the, the Alanga, I mean, I don't, I mean, that, that's, I mean, they're not, they're not far off from these kids because I think Camavingo's 18. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think that our academy kids could probably, you know, fill the void more so and less money for, you know, for United. Obviously, I mean, with the Sancho thing, I don't think we're going to be in for these guys because because of that. I mean, we've already signed our, our right winger. Um, but we have, like you said, <laughs> we have Ahmad. You know, now we have Ilanga. You know, we have Hannibal. We have, um, I know, Shor, 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 there you go. <laughs> There you go. We have him, but he plays more of the the Bruno position. But we have young midfield talent that can get the ball in, and you know, and rumors that we sign these kids. I mean, I just, I don't know. If 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 they're for less money, and then they want to compete for the U the U twenty U twenty threes, that's fine. But I'm not going to pay. I mean, we've already seen it with Imad. Imad, how much we paid for him uh, from Atlanta? Atlanta. And uh, the guy can't even sniff a game. I think he's what he's played two games since he came from uh, Atlanta. Actually playing matches, you know, he's played a couple of matches. So um, getting Kamavinga and Zola, I just you know I think there's this you know you know blind hope there. Yeah, I mean, I listen. If if they get any more big names, then I'm going to start giving credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. I was again shocked with the news today. We heard about it all last season. We heard about it again this season. I'm thinking, here we go again. Um, they're not going to get anybody, but they did. So I'm I'm giving the guys credit right now, but I'm not giving them a round of applause because I think there are some holes still. And I think when you've got holes and, and we know them, they have to know them. Um, you got to go fill them. And so if that means letting go of players to, to, to open up some cap space, then that's what you do. And we talked about them earlier. There's two options. You know, you got Van de Beek, you've got um, Jesse Lingard, if you're trying to save up some cash to go get a, a proper CDM because Fred and Lynn and and, uh, and Scott McTominay are not it, then that's what you do. So mm. I just think that what they've got to look at is say, you know, are we going to be able to get these players at an affordable price? If Veron's at 45, you make that happen yesterday. Yeah. You give him whatever he wants a week. You make sure you give them the 45 and you get it done. If they're trying to win a championship, this could turn out to be, like you said, the Sebastian Schweinsteiger deal where you sign one guy and then you don't get anybody else. This, it could be that. So I just think what they've got to do is they've got to strike while the iron's hot, get these holes filled and then go into this international, not international, but this summer break where you're going on this tour where people are excited again. I mean, there's that, the, the stands, the way that's going to look next year. I mean, it's going to be insane that the excitement that's going to be behind this team if they can get two more players in, I mean, it's just going to be insane 
you know, all throughout the season. I think they have a good squad on paper. Um, I'd obviously like to see it all come together, but you know, I'm, I, I'm super jazz. I I'm, I'm happy. I can't wait to see the, you know, when they get knocked out of the euros, have him come back to England, holding up the shirt. Um, you know, that that's going to be a great day for me. Cause like I said, I, I think the kids got all kinds of potential. Ooh, EC, you just, you just, you just shot up uh, with a cannon across my bow right there. Knocked out of the Euros. Golly. Okay. I mean, you've already segued us to the next topic and we have limited time to talk about this next topic, but let's talk about the Euros, EC. Um, the disappointments of the Euros. Let's talk about the disappointments and then we'll talk about who's still in and we'll give our predictions. And then obviously we'll rate some. Um, we'll rate the Man United players in in their in their play. The biggest disappointment of the Euros, EC. What is your big, biggest disappointment? The biggest disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's that one's tough. I don't. I I wish I like if, if we had dogs in the fight. I guess if, if you were to say like, mm-hmm. not personally, like if you were to say. Who would we think would definitely go will go far in the tournament? I think it would definitely be France because they've won a World Cup and they've won what two? How many Euros have they won recently? They, the last year they won ninety eight. They won ninety eight. They won in two thousand eighteen World Cups. But what about Euros? They won. Uh, I think the ninety six Euros. Yeah, so it's not like they're they're winning left and right, but they've won they've won World Cup recently. Mm-hmm. So that would be a team where they're ranked really high. And I think when you get into these tournaments, rankings kind of go out of the, out of the window. Uh, Cause I, I remember when the States was like fourth in the FIFA world cup ratings and we weren't the fourth best team in the world. So I just, I just think that for me, if you're, if you're talking about who's supposed to, and I put air quotes up when I say that, um, you know, that's, that's why they play the games. It would, it would have to be France. Um, and then, you know, I, I, that, that's who I would pick. What about yourself? Oh, the biggest disappointment far by far is the way Portugal played. I had so much high hopes. And the reason of that is obviously there, there's a United player on that team, uh, Bruno Fernandes. And the way Portugal played and the, the fact that their midfield was so – the Jota played well up, up, you know, up with Ronaldo. And I could – I remember that first match – when Jota took a pass in, I mean, a, a, a shot, and he could have just easily pass it for Ronaldo against Hungary when they were nil-nil to, like, what, the 75th minute. And, and it was, like, in the first 10 minutes. And Jota took that. I'm like, dude, pass it off. And Ronaldo's like, um, the Portugal team was probably my biggest disappointment of the match, of the, of the whole tournament. The fact that they didn't perform as well. Yes, the, their, 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 pat, their stats were padded. By a lot of uh, PKs and Ronaldo, I think when when he went up five five goals, he you know he um, tied. Uh, I'm not gonna even try to pronounce the the gentleman's name from I think he's Iraq or Iran or somewhere you know one of those Middle Eastern countries um, as most goals international goals I think, um, but I you know it was kind of a cheap kind of it was cheap done because some of the you know, because of the PKs, but I no PKs penalty kicks are part of the game, so I'm not gonna really I'm not gonna really bash on them too much. But the fact that Bruno Fernandez got dropped uh, against France, and then again against um, 
Belgium and probably sniffed the pitch total of I think he came on the France match at the 80 something minute somewhere in there in both matches and late he came on late 70, 72nd minute he came second, in okay he had a little bit of an impact it, it was um, it was later on it was later on the match right for both yeah. matches yeah yeah um that's that's a kind of um you know that that I kind of disappointed me uh, of the way Portugal played because uh, I had more I had higher hopes uh, and then obviously because I think they're holding Pepe needs needs to not play for their team anymore um, but they have you know they have some players Cancelo I mean obviously with the COVID he, you know he got kind of that you know he got kicked out of the Euros you know he could have played a better um, a better right back because uh, they used Semedo. Um, and then they obviously Delot played against uh, Belgium uh, <clears throat> for his probably his only game that he played in the tournament. Um, but yeah, Portugal is probably the the biggest team that disappointed me because I actually picked them to go on. So, what was your biggest? Uh, what was the most exciting thing of the tournament? You see, that's been the best part of it. It's like I don't know if you guys have had a chance to fans out there watch it with your family. But I mean, I could probably pick four or five games where we've sat down. We had a big layover in Denver and we literally sat there and watched two games back to back. So I, I enjoyed thoroughly the, uh, the Spain, the not Spain, sorry. Well, actually the Spain game was actually pretty good too. It went to overtime and they won by two goals. That great, that game was great. The last France game against Switzerland was great. Um, the, the Ukraine game was freaking crazy. Um, that was scored in the last minute. I mean, I've just, I have been really impressed with the way that they've been able to get it done. Traveling standpoint, mm-hmm. fan stands, um, goals being scored, you know, defensive plays, the, the goal, the goalkeeping play from Jordan uh, Pickford. I mean, it's just been, it's been a really, really, really good tournament. So if you're asking me, are you asking me one game or are you asking me one team that's been? Hey, I just, I just say, what's the most exciting thing for you? What are we, what, I, I, that's just the open ended question, boss. Most exciting thing for me, probably because I'm an old closet Spanish fan, has probably been the way that Spain's been playing. I mean, 10 goals in the last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that overtime win where, again, you know, they think they've got it done, the game's not over. They they get scored on twice. They got to come back and Croatia score two was scrappy, goals. right? Croatia was scrappy as hell. It was such a good game. Yeah. So I just I would say Spain. I was so when I you know it, it. I would say after the United States, Spain was probably the first international club that I you know I bought a jacket. I was all into their players. Obviously, they were great, and it's easy to to fall in love with those type of players. But um. Closet, it's probably closet Spain. Barcelona fan, I bet. Closet Barcelona fan. Oh, not even close. Like you have, I, you have, I've, you have, I've, you have, I've messy, I think you have messy, I think, you have messy uh, pajamas at home. I bet you. No, I. But I think <laughs> Ronaldinho was was one of my favorites to watch. I, I won't sit here and lie about that. But but no, I just think that you know, for me to see them, you know, come back not to their prime. You know, Busquets is still on the team, right? Mm-hmm. He's still out there making an impact, yeah, but holdovers. Just to see them kind of back on a bigger stage, you know, they're in a quarters, you know, they've got a really tough, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, well, now they're going to go through because it's Switzerland. I, I watched them play against the U.S. I watched them play against France. 
I think they have a good squad. I know people don't like Mbolo. I think he's a good player. I think Jordan Shakir is a good player. I think they have guys in the squad who can who can get it done. Clearly, that's what they were they proved over this over this weekend. So, um, if the Euros hasn't taught people anything, it's that man, you know, don't quit until it's over. That's why they play the games. And I just I know I, I rambled about all those different things, but it really has been, you know, one of the best. And, and like I said, I know it sounds cheesy, but you know, my family don't watch the Euros. They just don't. But yeah. and to have my volleyball daughter who doesn't know crap about soccer, <laughs> she's jumping off the bed saying, what a goal. You know, I, I just it's just it's been one of those ones where I won't forget this Euros. Yeah. You know, from, from that standpoint as well. So it's like a, a very exciting uh, World Cup champion. 2006 to me that brought me into soccer. I understand. There you I, go. I, I, I understand your daughter's elation to that because I had the same epiphany. Epiphany when in 2006 when you know we we're I, I hated soccer. I really didn't care for it, and then I started watching it. So I understand. I, I can relate to your oldest daughter right there. You see, I think you know where I'm going with my uh, with my uh, with my. Uh, how do you say the happiest moment of the of the of the tournament? The happiest moment of the tournament, you see, the great the great game, like you said, yes. I know we went back and forth. Great game. It was the damn Frenchies getting knocked out, proving to myself the flat in the front they are. The Frenchies getting knocked out by Switzerland. Oh my god. When they went down when they went down one nil, ah, I was yelling in my house. When they got the penalty. Again, you know, against them, yelling through my house. And then when Martinez, I think his name is Martinez, uh, missed the damn freaking PK. I'm like, oh, shit. And then what he, who, who, the old gato, like, what is it? Uh, jo, Jose Merino used to call him Benzema, el gato. Because uh, he said, if I don't, have, I don't have dogs to hunt, I'm going to hunt with a cat. That's what he called uh, Benzema. And what did Benzema do? Scored two goals. So I was like, dude, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over. So we go into, oh, that was, that was actually the second half. And then what do we do? Switzerland ties it up. And then France scores. Then Switzerland oh, you, you skip something. You skip something. Oh, oh, you forget. You forgot one. What? You forgot the pog boom. You forgot about that one. You said, just skipped. I, I said France scores. Do you, want me, oh, do, you want me to, oh, do you want me to go play-by-play play with Pogba? How he got dispossessed a lot? That was a lot of... I'm just saying, you were giving a play-by-play play on the scores and you missed one. Oh, okay. I was just helping you out. Pog boom. I'm sorry. There was a Pog boom. But then there was Pog tears at the end of the match when uh, they were 3-3 and then um, they went to overtime. Oh, t- oh, you know, oh, extra time. And then they went to PKs and then... Oh, I feel bad for killing Mbappe. I really do. I really do. Because he had so much... He had so much promise... <laughs> But I think I think this is mentally gonna fuck him up bad, uh, because I'll say that I do. I mean, dude, you missed a PK in in the in the in the, the round of sixteen for your for your team. I mean, how many how many how many players have done that? You see, look in the past, and they have they've had like um, they've had they've gone in slumps. You see, this this watch and the players that have missed a PK for the country. But yes, the. The French I think he team. had a bad term, and I think he played a couple good games. But it, that game, for me, anyways, mm. he had a horrible game. That's just my opinion. I, I didn't. I, I'm not biased. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you I like Kylian Mbappe a he, lot. I thought that game that was probably one of the worst I've seen him play. 
Yeah, he couldn't put. He, he, I mean, he could hit a barn door. If, he couldn't do it. He he couldn't get it done. I mean, it was just it was it was hard to watch. I almost thought to myself because my wife goes, "Well, you've been talking about this guy, and they put their fifth, the fifth uh, goal keep uh, the penalty uh, keep uh, penalty taker is probably the best, right?" And I'm like, "Well, he's got the dude, stones." Your wife, dude. I'm gonna tell everyone. Your wife jinxed him. She did. She, she did. jinxed him. He knew he was going to make that. She knew he was going to make that goal, and when he hit it, the whole room. We were in the hotel. The whole that's room. the commentator <laughs> curse, dude. You know the commentator curse, right? The one that every yes. time the commentator says, "Well, he's never missed a penalty kick," and then fucking uh, your wife. Jinx. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna tweet. Killian uh, <laughs> Mbappe. I'm gonna give him your wife's information to say this woman jinxed you. Uh, it was bad. It, it it was bad. I do feel bad for him, but at the end of the day, you know these guys are multi bajillionaires. Yeah. I think I saw Pogba on a jet talking about we move forward. I'm like, of course you move forward. You probably as soon as Killian missed that PK, mm-hmm. you probably had your wife calling the resort company to set up another private jet to get you on the island that you'll be on for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I don't want to talk about God, that. It's double edged for me because I'm like, you look at the fact, you look at the likes of Bruno who's out. Look at the fact that you know Pogba's out. You know when were our guys going to get a rest? Probably never if they go to the final, right? You go right into the final, which is on the 11th, and then they flip back from that, and then they're they're on the I don't know where the tour's at this year, and then and then we we start playing August. So it's the only thing when I'm looking at it when I see my United players, you know, get kicked out. You know, it's great to see them play well. I know we'll talk about them later. It's great no, to see them. Play. Let's talk about Real. Speaking of United players, DC, yeah. since you brought them up, uh, let's let's rate some United players. Uh, we have James Lindelof, Pogba, Bruno, Rashford, Maguire, Shaw, De Gea, and Delot. So let's start with the uh, how, how did okay Daniel James compared to last season in the tournament? How would I mean? Be fair though. I really I really want you to be fair. How would you rate Daniel James? Did he have a good tournament, average tournament, uh, better than you thought tournament, um, or what? I thought he had a really good tournament. Thank you. Me too. I played really well. I, I, uh, you know, I think Ricky's the only one on the internet that says that this guy's any good. I think he's good at what he does, which is play as a true right winger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he gets to do for Wells. He gets to run up and down the pitch. He gets to use his pace. He gets back. He plays he's defense. left wing, though. Left, uh, left, left, to right. He, yeah. he, he's a winger. He's, he plays, he's a true. He, he plays in the, the 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 Marcus Rashford position very well. Right, and I just I just think he played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's young. I don't know if he's even twenty three years old. No, he's like twenty one. He just he just introduced that he's about to have I think a baby boy. I, things are going really great for Daniel James. I, I'm I'm super happy for him. I thought he played really well. Yeah. It's going to give him confidence. The signing today is definitely going to make him think about his life. Oh crap! What? How? How am I now? It was already hard to get games. Now they buy Sancho. How the hell am I going to get into this team? So I think you know, for me, I would give him overall for the tournament. I'd give him a solid seven. I hope he carries that into the league, and I hope he he keeps his head up and just works his ass off as he's he's been doing. You know, by the time season starts, I don't think the baby, I think, I think she's fairly new in her pregnancy. So baby won't be born. Um, so he'll, ha- he'll have motivation though, if anything else to, to play hard for his son. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah. Seven. I, I mean, I, above average 
for his for okay and again i preface this of what do we expect jan james to do uh because of what he, the season he had i think he you know he had an above average tournament um for for his talent you know i think he went above and beyond so i agree solid seven you know that's it's great uh, Mr. Victor Lindelof, EC. I know we, you probably, me and you probably disagree about this one. So you know, uh, Lindelof. From what I saw, I thought he played like Lindelof. I didn't see anything special. Mm. There were a couple of times where I did see him, you know, track back, and I, and I thought he did a good job, but I just didn't see anything. Ama- I I, I kind of saw Victor Lindelof, and I know that makes no sense to some of you guys, but. He's just kind of an average player. He's going to do some things at times where you go, okay, I can understand why he's a professional baller at Man United. And then he's going to do some things where you you go, man, what in the hell are you doing? So um, I thought he was average, uh, you know, wasn't horrible, wasn't great. Um, you know, I would say a solid five, but you know, that that's, that's good for, you know, playing in that, in that tournament where again, I think it's been a really good tournament and I think he's played well. Um, I think he's probably wondering whether or not United are going to spend any more money. He might've been a little bit happy, you know, if, if he's Jesus and he's thinking they're not going to spend any more cash, you know, no more room for a center back. But I, like I said, I think ultimately what's going to wind up happening uh, with, with Lindelof is, is that more than likely he's going to be uh, the, the partner um, with, uh, with Harry Maguire, unfortunately, because I, I really think again, there's nothing wrong with having someone like Victor, you know, come off the bench or, or, or give someone a spell. I don't think you want to do it, but you can. So overall, I'd, I'd give him a five, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing horrible. I'd give him a five. Well, again, this is where I preface easy of what he produced during the season to what he did for his, his team. Um, I thought, I thought he actually was Compared to like, compared to another player that we're going to talk about down the road, I thought he was probably the second best United player that had a, to have a performance for their team because of their team. Sweden, <laughs> I mean, other, I mean, any other tournament, EC, because this tournament was kind of foobard from the beginning. Top three get in, you know, you have a, a pool of four. Uh, what A B C D E F six right six 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 pools. Pools of four, I think what four pools got the top full three in, right? It didn't make sense, right? It didn't. It's not like the World Cup where the top two go in and advance. So it's kind of like teams that shouldn't advance got in. Well, you know, Sweden did, but I think for what Victor Lindelof did defensively, especially yesterday when they lost, uh, when they when that um, that Swedish the other his counterpart got that red card. And what they did defensively for, fuck, it seemed like he got the red card in, what, the 70th minute, somewhere in there? 70-something minute? To go on another 20 minutes in regular time and then go into, they scored in the 118th minute. So that's, man, my math is bad. So that's 35, 35 plus 18, that's what... A lot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was a horrible. It was that was probably the worst red card I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was bad. To go on for a lot of minutes um, by yourself, basically at the back. Yes, I mean yes, it went to kind of like a three, you know, a three man thing. Um, 
I thought it was, you know, you know, I thought it was pretty, you know, it was good. I mean, I, I really, I'm not faulting his performance at all. But yes, I know we have this 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 thing about Le Victor, um, and the way he plays. But I thought he, I thought he had a solid tournament. So I'm gonna go a seven too. I'm gonna go seven. You had a five, seven. I'm gonna go a seven for Victor Lindelof. Another person that we're not gonna agree on, DC. Well, actually, no. You know what? Another, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Mr. Paul Pogba, how did he play? What's your What's your grade, Paul? I th- I thought Pogba. Um, I thought he played well in the tournament. Um, I thought you know, obviously, he had his moments. He. he uh, it's it's I think it's difficult for a lot of people to see a midfield player of that stature play and do some of the things that he can do that I, I don't think too many can, especially at six four. I don't know if he's two hundred and whatever pounds he is, but he's huge. Um, but just to see his grace on the ball, to see him spray balls, score goals, get assists, mm. you know, another European tournament. Uh, it's, he's just fun to watch. Um, you know, a, a fam a fam, a family favorite. Obviously, he's not a pod favorite, but. Uh, he's one of those guys that just he can he can electrocute you know the 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 scene you know at, at any given moment. So um, fun to watch. Uh, played played well. I thought I thought even in the knockout game, I thought he was right behind probably man of the match. He wasn't man of the match, but I thought he was right there. I think I, I had him at like an eight point eight overall for that match. So I would I would probably give him an eight for the for the tournament i thought he played like i said i thought i thought he played really well i think i think he had a goal i think he had an assist overall for the for the totality of the of the tournament um and so i'm just i'm hoping that he can carry that momentum um i don't think he had any injuries um, that i could see i know they said that he had a maybe a quad or an ankle i can't remember which one they were saying but they were saying in the warm-ups before he started playing that he was hobbling um, and, uh, and so he still went out there and played him. So, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful for next season, but as far as the tournament's concerned, I thought he had a, a, a good tournament, uh, did what he does. Uh, so yeah, I'd give him an eight. You know, you see, I was going to do start off with a negative 0.5 for Pogba, right? You know that, right? That's why I said you, 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 you were not enough, <laughs> but you see, you see, just because of what I've said, because of what I said of, how they play for the club and the, my feelings for them for the playing for the club and how they produce in the tournament, just like I've done fairly for Dan James and for Victor Lindelof. I look back on what Pogba done, you know what I mean? And what I feel that Pogba sh- as a player should produce. Maybe I didn't see the games that you did. Um, but yes, France has, you know, I didn't see the games like you did because I know we went back and forth. Back and forth, I don't know until what, almost 12 o'clock at night, one, one night, I think, the, at the end of that, that match, two nights ago, whenever they lost, the glorious night they lost. We went back and forth, back and forth, you know, till till 12 o'clock, you know, you pulling out stats about Pogba and this, this and that, and I'm telling you, uh, most he's a he's a stat patter, most of his, you know, his stats go back, you know, his passes go back, you know, side to side, back to back, to back you know, back. Not to true. Back. No, no, but anyways, yes, they are. Um, but I looked, you know, I, after that night, you see, I kind of, you know, had an epiphany, you know what I mean? I had somewhat of an epiphany. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, um, you know, you know, reprieve your, you know, your boy as, as much. Uh, he had a bad game when they pulled him out the second match against Hungary, right? Against the Hungary, the Hungary team, the, the team that pushed the Germans to the brink 
and could have screwed up the group, especially the group of death, what they call, uh, if they uh, had actually hold, held on and um, and uh, France would have held on to their win. It would have knocked Portugal out and uh, Germany would have gone. But then it was just, it was just bad. You know, they got, he got subbed out of that game because their midfield's trash. Um, then, not trash, I'm sorry, EC. I know that offends you. I'm sorry. No, 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 I don't. Well, Ingolo, Conte's in the midfield as well. You yeah. like him. I love, I love Conte. If, if, if okay, Conte, well, if Conte was a three years younger, I'd want him. He, he Conte is the best, best, is one of the best. No, he's the best. Yes, there you go. I was, gonna say, I was gonna say. Oh no! I was gonna say midfielder because I say that's what I was, I was gonna say. CDM, yes, he's the best CDM. I was saying one of the best midfielders in the world. Yes, he is. I would, I would, I would I'd say that. But if I, if he was a couple of years younger, I'd want Conte. I mean, I know everybody says you want him thing. right now. You because it's just he's too old. I don't know. It's just me. Ah. Yeah. He's but I, I, everybody thinks that I have something with against the French team. I don't. Uh, I'd want Conte. I want him yeah. on my team if he was three years younger again. Um, I don't want Griezmann. Griezmann's too old. Mbappe, I, I don't know, man. That's a gamble. But anyways, getting back. <laughs> I, dude, I'm saying I'm, I'm really, I'm really afraid of where his head's gonna go, dude. I'm, then, I'm, not, uh, I'm not serious. I'm, 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 I'm being serious. I really, I like great, the kid. Great players. I love the kid, dude. Don't get me wrong. Listen. I love the kid, and I love the fucking Pavard, dude. The fucking uh, not Pavard, the the fucking the left back, the one that fucking got knocked out and still fucking played the game. Anyways, I don't think Ronaldo had his best game, but I would still take him. These players, they go through ups and it's. I'm telling you, man, the quote of the year of of life is that class is permanent and form and 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 uh, form is temporary. Mm-hmm. It just is. He's just not in form right now. When he's in oh, form, I didn't he's say anything about his form. You see, I just said something mentally in his head that this is going to mess him over. That's that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. For the rest of his saying. life, dude. I don't know, man. I mean, you missed a fucking a kick like that in the last final. I mean, you talk about David Beckham, like you know, how it's affecting him when he got fucking red carded, and how it affected him. This dude missed the last kick, the last kick to lose against Sweden. Anyways, you know, let's get back to Paul Pogba. Mbappe's not one of us. So yes, I'm gonna look back on it. EC, okay? How to be? Able, I'm gonna give him a solid six, a solid six. He was above average for the tournament, you know. In my opinion, yes, you had the puck boom, but yes, you saw him get dispossessed several times. I mean, many a times actually for somebody of world class like he is. So I'm gonna give him a solid. Saw Ronaldo six. get dispossessed too. Like it happens. I can give you his stats on how many times he got dispossessed. And Anyways, let's move it. on to the next next person. But it happens. And Bru- the, Mr. Bru- Mr. Bruno Fernandez, another controversial midfielder that oof, we have. This poor guy. I you know, this is one of those things of you you just hope, you just pray. Talk about somebody who wants to shoot himself a bit. That he didn't well not. <laughs> He didn't squeeze all of the life that he could out of his game in two years or a year and a half. And no. it was just that. hope that's not the case. Um, I, you know, me and you, and I mean, you, you were very vocal. I was very vocal. He just wasn't playing well. And how, what, how, what kind of timing can you have for it to be where you're not playing well and you go into a major tournament? And I think it just continued. He gets dropped. Wow. He's no sub. He had no goals, no assists. I think he made a slight impact where they could have actually scored a goal to tie it up late. It didn't happen. But um, 
you know, overall, I got to watch him a little bit. Obviously, his playing time didn't help with me being able to see him play. So I would probably have to give the guy a two. And I'm being nice because I, I, I like the guy. You're very nice. I, I, yeah. Very generous, EC. I need to. I need to go with. Uh, I need to go to church with you when he passed the plate because <laughs> the two is generous. Um, ah, dude, does it even? Uh, did he even play? I, I I can't even remember anything that he, he did that I remember. He did some good things late in their last game from a crossing standpoint, a passing standpoint, but not the effective going to control the midfield, spray the ball. There was none of that. Yeah. There was no, so, no one can fake it and say, not even the biggest fan can say that he put together his best effort. I mean, that's why he got dropped. So unless he's injured, which I haven't heard anything, he's got a lot of soul searching to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fans are quick to, to turn on you, you no, know, and if, uh, if he drops off another egg early, woof. You see, I've been, but I've been banging this drum for a while. Like he's not been on form for. I remember I, I've been saying it for a bit. So don't. I mean, don't say I've. I'm not no, been saying I, it. I said I, yeah. you were. You were on I was neck. one of the you first ones. Uh, I may, dude, you give him a two. So that means I have to be like, I was gonna give him a two because I thought you were gonna be a little more generous. But I, now I have to give him like a one. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's honest, and I, like I said, I think the biggest United fan. Biggest Bruno fan has to be honest with themselves and say, look, you know, you were supposed to be not the next. So don't quote me. I'm yeah, not saying no, no, the no. Next Ronaldo. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm just saying he's supposed to, if it's not Joe Felix, he's supposed to be the next Portuguese player to lead them to whatever they're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. Obviously he will never live up to be Cristiano Ronaldo but he was supposed to be that guy in the midfield pulling strings and making it happen. And he, he hasn't done that yet. Okay. Let's not yeah. write his career off. He might play in this next world cup and just kill it. Who knows? It's, yeah. it's right around the corner. So um, this didn't have a good tournament. Like I said before, you know, with Killian, I don't think Killian had a great tournament, but I still think he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I think he can get it done. All of these guys have one season and then we're going to be talking world cup before you know it. So <laughs> Yeah. Let's not let's not write him off. He definitely did not have a good tournament. He's definitely got to be on some island somewhere with his kids and his wife, thinking about his next steps and probably getting right back to work so that he can you know have a better season. Real quick number on the next person uh, because I want to get back to a question, another question about the Portugal team. Dillot, uh, one no one number. What do you give him? I have five, nah. four. All right. Um, the reason you you brought up something because it's going to bring we're going to talk about a United legend, and I know I'm going off script here, but hey, you know what? This is what you're fine. You're you know, good. What do pods do? We we always go off script. Um, does the presence of Cristiano Ronaldo on this Portuguese team have a hin? Does he hinder the growth of players? Because João Felix only got like I think what he only played like. Like a couple of minutes, you know, it wasn't even much. You know, he came on, he got brought on against the Belgian in the Belgian game, I believe, and um, that's it. I want to say that's the only game he saw any minutes. But is the 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 ever you know the god like you know presence of Cristiano Ronaldo and what they want to do or the lack thereof? Because you know, you know, Cristiano wants to have the ball. So does he? 
Does his presence hinder the progression of the Portuguese team? I don't think it does. I, I think what his presence does is it gives you the confidence to know that, you know, you're going to have somebody that you can play the ball to that he's either going to play it back or he's going to make something happen or even give it back to you. He's going to get on the end of the header. You know, he's, he's going to try to get an assist. I, I, I personally, again, I will always believe this and, and maybe I'm way off, you know, but I honestly think that great players playing around other great players, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a formula for success. They didn't get their ass handed to him. It was one nothing. And so, you know, it, it wasn't like they couldn't come back. I just think that with Ronaldo, you know, if you look at his stats, if you look at that last, he didn't have very many opportunities. I and mean, he had four total. Yeah. And he and the one time he hit the target was off of a free kick. So and that was in the 24th minute. So I, I don't think that Ronaldo is the issue. I think those individual players, again, you know, they had a bad tournament. You know, let's see what happens in their regular seasons. And then obviously they have a world cup right around the corner, but no, I don't, I don't think Ronaldo has any kind of, you know, I think you hear people like Roy Keane talk about, you know, this, this player has to be this so that this guy can do that. Look, if you're a great player and you're a good player, step up and have a good game, try your best to win for your team, but be realistic about it and understand you might not have a very good game. You might not play your best. We all want them to go out there and again score five goals and have ten assists. And why didn't you score? I mean, look at Jolta's look at Jolta's early chance nine minutes in. He's one on one with the keeper, and not only does he not make it, he completely misses the whole goal. It's not like he sucks now because he missed that opportunity. Look at Thomas. Passed, he should have passed to Ronaldo, right? No, no, no. no, no this, nothing this before this early. Yeah. This is the first. This is like seven minutes into the game. This kid's one on one. He gets played in beautifully. And shits to bed. Look yeah. at Thomas Mueller. Opportunity to tie the game up. World class. Legend. Hall of Fame if they do it. What's he do when he's one-on-one with the keeper? He doesn't even hit the target. So I just think, you know, Ronaldo is a great player. He's going to go down top five all time, which is insane because he came through United. Um, but no, those guys, the Jao Felixes, the, the Jotas, the Brunos, yeah. those guys have to step up. And they have to, to do it on a big stage. And if they can't, they're going to be judged on that. You know, it's not just going to be what they do at Liverpool and what they do at Atletico Madrid and what they do at, at Manchester United. It's going to be these international matches where people are going to go, hey, you know, he couldn't get it done. Look at Messi. What's the scar on Messi? Can't win a World Cup. If he doesn't do it this next year, that's going to be the stain on his career that he's never going to be able to say anything about. Ronaldo has a Euro. So he's got an international trophy that he can lift up and say, I was able to be the leader of that team as we won that as we won that trophy. So I just think Ronaldo is a great player. He's a good guy. It seems I don't know the freaking guy, but I just think that this is a situation where those guys just didn't take their chances mm-hmm. and didn't score their goals. They didn't get their assist in this tournament. That's how I'm looking at. It. I'm not one of those, you know quick to judge and I'm throwing you under the, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not giving up on Felix or especially Jota. I think he's better than Felix, but uh, you know, that's just my opinion. I think Felix is crazy. I think he's amazing, but no, yeah, that, 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 that's yeah. a question I'm asking is the presence of Ronaldo hindering the, the, the growth of the team. No, um, okay. no, no. I, I don't, no. Ronaldo gets no kind of salt for me on those no, guys. I, you know me, I love him. I wear, I wear Ronaldo, I, I wear Ronaldo underwear when I go to bed. So I'm good. You know what I mean? Me and me and Ronaldo are good. Um, 
The DMP, I mean, we really can't rate this guy, uh, De Gea. Uh, <laughs> he didn't play. Where he, I actually got thought about him was when Spain had that on goal by the goalie the last match. And I'm like, would De Gea have made that? <laughs> I mean, you, you did, did that? My daughter was like, did you, what the did, hell? I was did like, that that happens, not, babe. Did that not run into your mind? I'm like, dude, why is this guy? I've never even heard this guy. Uh, whoever the... I- I don't. I, I don't. I, I didn't I, look. That that's one of those things. You know, bonehead play to play it back with them with that kind of pace. He is a keeper. I know he's Spanish, so they they all have great feet. They don't, but it's one of those things where he's never going to forget that moment. He's thanking God literally that they were able to win that game, and you know, at this point now they've got a decision to make on whether or not they do give Dega a, a chance because they did give in three goals. And so, you know, they, there's a discussion to be had there. But no, I didn't think about the Gaia. I'm with you. I don't know who the hell this kid is. Uh-huh. I don't know who he plays for. I just know, obviously, if he's starting for Spain, he's obviously a good goalkeeper. So, yeah. um, you know, I like I said, they're, they're that team for me that I'm like, you know, I hope that they do well. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the Gaia, I think for me, is probably seeing the last of a international number one shirt. And, you know, we, we're not going to get into where he's at with United, but it doesn't look good at that that standpoint either. No, I, when I saw that, uh, that mishap, I'm like, would the have made that? Why isn't he in there? I mean, and, and you... Simone. Yeah. Um, Unai Simone. I don't, yeah, don't know where the guy I plays. do not know. I do not have a clue. It looks like he plays for, gosh, Atletico Bilbao. Wow. So, obviously, 24 years old, he's the future. He's, I know he's there's, there's been a bit of controversy with uh, Luis Enrique and him not to play. You know, obviously, there's no Real Madrid players on this team. Um, there's been controversy that and him not playing David De Gea over somebody that plays for Atlético Bilbao. Uh, that seems like somebody that has an agenda. Anyways, so there's DMP. We're not going to even give him a grade. The last set of players, you see, real quick before we go, real quick through predictions. Um, Rashford. Shaw and Maguire. Shaw, probably an eight. I think Shaw was involved in the first goal. Yep. Ball forward for the second goal before he passed it off. Um, you know, it was, when he gets his opportunity, he plays again. This just goes back to their coach. I just, he's, I'm just not a big fan. Um, just needs to play him every game. Needs to start him every game. I, I again, I think we said this when Matt, when, when not Matt, but, uh, can't remember his name now, but he was on the last pod. I just think he's one of the best left backs in the world. Um, uh, I just, he, he, he understands his worth. He understands how to get forward. So yeah, I know I'd give, I'd give Luke Shaw, um, you know, a solid eight and, you know, hopefully what winds up happening with him is that, you know, he now steps into that mold of this is definitely my position. You know, he's, if he can stay injury free, um, I think it then turns into a situation where, um, he sets the world on fire again, as he did last year. Should have been our player of the year. Um, but the way Bruno started, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Luke Shaw would be an eight. And then who was the last player you said? Rashford or Maguire. I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I saw Rashford play at all. Maguire, I saw play. Thought he played well in the last game. Thought he played well. Thought he got the ball forward. Um, obviously, his heading uh, be better. He had two chances, both clear chances. One hit the target, one went way off. That's kind of what put him on the map. I believe it was in 2018. He was uh, heading balls 
in that World Cup and then doing it for Leicester, that's kind of what got him the United move. So you like to see him do better in the air. Um, but it's like as a United fan, it's just good to see him back. Obviously, that injury um, screwed him up. But uh, to see him back, to see him playing uh, and, and playing fairly well, that's that for me was a good sign. So I would probably give him overall a five, just, you know, solid performance. Nothing special. Again, when you've got an open goal like that, you've got to put that home. So I'd, I'd give him a five. I agree with you, Shaw. I think Shaw's been our best United player in the tournament so far. Uh, his presence and what he's done, I think it's a carryover to what he's done for the season. And, you know, the little, I think with the little jabs that they're, that, I don't know if he's throwing Mourinho or whatnot, I've just been reading the headlines. They're just hilarious. Um, but yes, Shaw, by far the best player for United um, so far. I mean, yes, I would borderline eight, I'm borderline nine for Shaw. Rashford and Maguire, I don't think I've played enough. I know McGuire came off that uh, the injury. He didn't play in the first couple of matches. So I can't really judge what he's done. And obviously, again, we get back to, you know, the argument, uh, the, 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 the debate we had against Rashford. If you're not 100%, why are you in the tournament? And they've, they've already confirmed that he's going to go get surgery. Why did Southgate bring him? He's not, he's not, I mean, he's coming off the bench. They're playing, they're, they're playing Sterling. You know, they have Foden, they have Grealish, they have Mount. Um, hell, you could have brought in, and this is another kind of thing. I think Mason's are, made their, they're trying to get Mason to go to the Jamaica team. I mean, you could have brought Mason in, right, to the, to the team. He's not making an impact on your team, Rashford is. So he should have stayed at home. I know it's a Euro. Um, but Gareth Southgate, he, Rashford does not, is, brings nothing to the table hurt the way he is right now. He, need, he needed to stay home. So um, both both guys, since they have not played much, um, I'm going to give them fives like you, like you, like you said. Um, they just performed average, uh, but I'll give them fives. So, but that, you know, those are the whole United players. And unfortunately, we're not going rate to the, rate the United players are, that are playing the Copa guys because – um, I'm, we're bad soccer guys, and we don't watch Copa America. Let's put it that way. Um, so, Fred, I'm sorry. We can't rate you. Cavani, I know you're banging in goals, so whatever. Um, hope you do that. Carries it over for United. So, let's wrap this up, PC. <laughs> let's get the um, – we have the – because I'm going to be off next week. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to be playing golf in Austin. I'm playing golf in San Antonio. I'm playing golf in Corpus. I have three golf games going on next week for vacation, taking the kids out. So, and I know you go on vacation somewhere after that. So, we're um, you know the pods are going to be a little frequent, uh, few and frequent, far between for the next couple of matches. But by the time we come back on, uh, the Euros will be over. So we have the round of we have the quarterfinals. You see, the quarterfinal matchups right now are the good games coming on Friday. The best game, I think, of, of the quarter quarters are Belgium and Italy, playing at 2 o'clock Central Time, and then Spain, Switzerland. Who do you got between Belgium, Italy, and who do you got between Spain, Switzerland? Uh, I got Belgium because I got Belgium winning the whole thing, and then I got Spain winning that, that game, um, which I don't think they're – and it's going to be easy for them. But I think that Italy game, like you said, I think that's going to be the game of the weekend. I think that's just 
Italy. I know they're not back to the '90s Italy, but I mean they're 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 firing on all cylinders right now. So I'm really looking forward to that match. It's great to see um, Belgium play the way that like I think they can. Um, I don't know if De Bruyne is going to be able to play. I don't know how injured he is, but um, you know, 75 percent. You know, you, you don't want to see that, especially with him in the CDM position. He's he's proven to be a little injury prone. I don't know how your thoughts on him, but he's yes, recently me that he's yeah. he's kind of I don't know if he's wearing down or what. Is there but, certain, there's other Belgian players too that are they're not going to be playing him, correct? Right? Yeah, I mean Hazard's going to be out. I know yeah. his brother scored a worldly um, goal. Torgan Hazard. He scored a great goal. I think he's at Dortmund as well. So no, I, I think I think. Um, for me, I, I look at it. Belgium goes through. Spain goes through. You know, I hate. You know, I hate to go. I love to go against the grain, EC. I love to go against the grain. And, and you know, Italy has proven defensively. My the reason that the reason I'm going to pick Italy in this match is because of what you're talking about, De Bruyne, and not being so um, <laughs> the iffiness of De Bruyne and being injured. Italy's been defensively, he's been solid, you see. Um, and they surprised me. So, you know what? I'm going to go with, the, the, you know, dark horse right there, Italy. I'm going to have them being Belgium because uh, I, I think <laughs> Lukaku's been on fire. But are Belgium mentally tough enough to withstand a, goal, a game against Italy? And that's that's what we'll see. But you know what? I'll go against you on this one. I'm gonna go again. I'll pick Italy. You know, I just don't want. I want to go against the grain there. And I think Italy has proven that uh, in the tournament. Switzerland, Spain. The way Spain's been playing, like you're right. Ten goals in the past two matches. Shit. I mean, and you know what? And you know who's getting the most stick is uh, Morata, right? And he finally got off his ass and scored a goal this past match. Um, but. Um, Damn, Switzerland played a... You know what? Switzerland's probably emotionally exhausted from whooping the shit out of France right there. Whooping the whooping them back to, you know, World War Two times. You know, laying over, belly up, France. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'll go with Spain there. Um, then we got to Ukraine, England, and then with Czech Republic and Denmark, you see. On Saturday, I'm sorry. Ukraine, England is tough. I think that's in Italy, so neutral game. Rome, yeah. I think for me, the favorites are going to be England. Okay. Um, I think the Ukraine are going to win that game. I think it's going to be a really tough, close match. But I think that'll be the one where England will. They're gonna, it's it's gonna it's a matter of time before they just completely crap themselves because Southgate just does not understand who to start, and it's kind of funny to watch. But anyway. I'm going. I'm going Ukraine in that game, and then what was the other one? Czech Republic against Denmark. Oof! I'm going to go Czech Republic in that game. That's going to be a scrappy. You're the shtick guy, the shtick. What is it? Yeah. That the guy that's uh, banging in goals for the Czech. Yes, I think so. I think the Czechs pull that one off. I think that's going to be a really good, uh, really good game. But yeah, I think if if Ukraine plays their game, if they muck it up. The way that England plays so slow, um, I think they'll be able to nick a goal and and get a win. All right, you see, this is where we differ. You know why? You know, against the green, I want us to have some banter when we get back to say, "I told you so, I told you so, I told you so." 
Um, I guess I do believe that the Ukrainians are going to play a very defensive game and lock down. Um, and I know every Southgate's getting a lot of you know every hate everywhere. I mean, but hell, Santos won the ball. The Santos won the um, what do you call it? The, I don't know what is it. The Portuguese manager won 2016 Euros the same way. And, and I don't think everybody says he doesn't know what he's, who's he's going to play. He's playing pretty much the same team. Yes, you have Grealish, Foden, Mount on the bench, more attacking players, but he's going defensively right now. And 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 and, and you look at past past teams. I think that's his that's his mo. I know in the last pod when I was you know I did the last pod by myself, I was very disappointed in how England had played. But they surprised me in this last match against Germany. Yes, their possession, I think they had what? Germany had 60-some 60, 60 percent against 40-some. Um, but you know what? <coughs> Sterling and, and Kane scored. So it's 2-0 over the Germans. Yes, the Germans had opportunities, but they didn't put them in. I don't think the Ukrainians are as good as the German team. And you know what? Again, I think the, this might be the breakout game that England needs. So I go England. And I think it's going to be more than a tight game. So uh, maybe, would you say 2-0, EC, would be a, a breakout game for England? Or had to be 3-0? Um, I think if the Ukraine win, I think it's going to be 2-1. And I think it's going to be, you know, a grind out. If England win the match, I don't think the Ukraine score at all. I just, okay. I, I just see them, you know, if, if they were to fall flat on their face, I think that'd be the only way. That's that's why I'm picking him. I don't. So I see them being. So if I picked England two 0 would that change? Would that be blowing out Ukraine? I mean, we'd have to watch the game. A blowout <laughs> is is a difficult term to say. I mean, yeah. you, a blowout is you know you're winning possession, you're winning. You, you've obviously won the game. They had no chances on target. That's. It, it, I think it's defined by a couple things. All right, all right, okay. I think it's and just then, defined then, by the end. And then the, then the the Danes, again, are going to ride the wave of Mr. Christian Eriksen, sir. The They're going to ride that wave to the semis. Uh, they're going to ride that uh, that high that they've been on. Mr. Christian Eriksen has recovered. He's out of hospital. And the Danes will beat the Czechs. And we'll go on to the semis right there. So we have the... Italy, Spain, England, Denmark, or I'm sorry, you have a you have Belgium, Spain, and you have Ukraine, Czechs. So I mean, who do you think is gonna go? Final. You said yeah, Belgium already winning, so obviously Belgium's gonna be Italy. Yeah. So yeah, Belgium, Belgium or Spain? I'm sorry. So who do you have this? Ukraine over the Czechs. I think the Czechs win that game as well. Damn, underdog. That's an underdog, underdog, EC. They have nobody. Nobody of no. Okay, okay. So, obviously, you're going to have the Belgium <coughs> Belgium team versus the Czechs, and you already said Belgium's going to win it all, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I have Italy versus Spain. That would be a matchup, right, to see in the semis. And I will go with EC with the Old Faithful. Asuri, defensive Asuri, to go and go to the final. England and Denmark. Denmark, you've already run out of your luck. Uh, Eriksson's already recovered home. 
uh, you're not going, and it'll be an Italy England final. EC, trust me, it is. Who I have to win now? If you now you put me in that position, EC, you put me against a corner because I I told you England was my dark horse, and I, I but I always pick Portugal. <sighs> At home at Wembley, do you think the English can do it without choking? Hmm. Or will the Italians pull the rug out from under them? I think the Italians will pull the No, I don't. What I do, you see, I can't I don't know what to do. You know what? I wanna go I wanna go chalk. I wanna go chalk, you see. I want <laughs> ah, God dang it, man. Nick, you can't you can't waffle at this moment. You gotta say what your chest who you think's gonna take it. Who I want, who I think two different things. All right. Okay. Who do you want? England. Okay. Do you think they have the stones to at home in front of it's gonna be completely packed? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna, you know, now now that, yes, now that you said this, yes, I'm going to go full on English boner. Yes, England <laughs> are going. To win the Euros this year, and then you know what? Maybe it, it might uh, it might carry over to next year when they play in Qatar. Uh, who know? Who knows? We'll see. Well, I, that's a it's a hell of a pick. I, I just man, the the confidence I have in Southgate is just it's lacking. So, dude, I, the, the roads paved right now. The roads paid for him. Well, you know, listen, he there's no question he's got great players. I just question his thought process on who he starts because the game changes as soon as he brings in the dogs. It's just like, why don't you just start that way? So that's 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 the way that I'm looking at it with the English team. Yes, I'm gonna. I think the I think the 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 paved they have the they have a what do you call it the yellow brick road or the the golden paved uh, aisle to um, to Wembley right now. And that's beating the the Ukrainians and that's beating the Danes. They have a lot easier match. They have a lot easier way than the Belgium Belgium does. So I'm just going on. I'm just going on. Uh, like I said, stats, not stats, but what do you call it? What do the bookies do? Odds. There you go. I'm going the odds right there. So, well, you see, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. We had a lot to catch up on. So I know we uh, we went a little over time, but we had a. Um, there's been a lot <clears throat> been going on since you were gone. Obviously, guys, um, this is a long pod, too, because we won't have a pod next week. Uh, I'll be out. Um, and then um, we'll we'll see what happens again. You know, we'll kind of do a Euros wrap-up and see. We'll see if actually if Jaden Sancho has actually been through a medical and see what kind of jersey he's got, what, what the number he's going to be putting on. By the time we get back, so there's some kind of some exciting news. You see, when we come back, yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of the biggest. I mean, just seeing him hold up the shirt again. You know, they're still in the tournament. I'm not wishing them like that they get knocked out so he can get put the shirt up. So I mean, if if all goes to plan for England, it won't be until after the 11th of July. So his medical will be after the Euros. You think? Yeah, yeah, because he's not. They're not going to. I mean, right now they're probably already in Italy. They're probably at a training session during the hotel and all that good stuff. And, you know, he'll stay there because you never know when he may get his number called. So no, he's, I don't think he's worried about it. Obviously that was probably done, you know, while they were at Wembley, I think everything got sealed up and, mm-hmm. and buttoned up. And at this point he's probably just saying, look, 
when I get done with the Euros, I'll come back. It'll be a whole deal. There'll be fans in the stadium. I'll put my jersey up, kick a ball around. It's going to be great. But yeah, I, best case scenario for Sancho, he's doing it after the 11th, which means he's holding up the European title. All right, 10-4. We'll see what happens. So guys, yeah. y'all take care. Have a good summer break. Fourth of July coming up this weekend. So have a good Fourth of July. Uh, spend with your family. Don't get burned. Please don't get don't mess up no fireworks. And we'll see y'all when y'all get back. So, uh, Lucky Diaz, where you at?